my name is Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 190 of Gaming with Grief, and I'm calling this episode End of Year 2022 Review. Um, that probably could have rhymed, but I want to remind you guys that this podcast will hit my website, www.gamingwithgrief.com. Monday morning at 7 a.m., please go there, leave a comment, let me know what you think of the show. You can also subscribe to the podcast in either Apple iTunes, the Google Play Store, or Spotify, and the audio goes up Monday morning at 7 a.m., with the rest of the episodes, if you want to listen to it through YouTube, please like, subscribe, give me the stars on whatever service of your choice that it's available on. You know, give me comments, you know, stuff like that. Just let me know what you think of the show. You can also write to me at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. Again, go there, leave a comment, let me know what you think of the show. If there's a game you want me to review, uh, you can uh, leave it there. Or if you have a question, you could leave it there. Uh, you can also um, find me on Twitter at Just Little Joe. As long as that service exists, I will be on there. Um, yeah, so this is the year in review where the three people or four people that are listening to this are waiting with bated breath to see what I thought my game of 2022 was, the game that I thought kind of, uh, I don't know, articulated grief in a unique or interesting way, something that hasn't maybe really been done before. And it didn't, obviously the game didn't have to come out in the year 2022 because of, you know, the narrow focus of my podcast. Maybe it's just me thinking about, you know, the games I played this year, which I think I played more games this year than I did last year because I just started doing this when I had a full year of the podcast, which I think was last year. But um, yeah, according to my calculations, I have, you can hear me thumbing through notes, I have 22 games that I actually played and completed this year, except one. So technically 21 because one of them I couldn't complete. It was uh, I'll, I'll tell you right now, it didn't make the list. It was just too difficult. It didn't speak to me. It was redundant. It didn't say anything unique about grief, but I did play it, so I wanted to record on the list. Everything else I have completed, though. So let let me just go over the list. This isn't nominees. These are just the games that I played this year, and uh, 21 of them completed. The other one I did not. I'll let you know which one that is, but if you listen to the podcast, you probably know which one that is. So let me go through this. Uh, A Plague Tale Innocence. Um, I probably should have told what episodes this should be, but you could go through and find it in my feed, so I feel bad for that. Um, A Plague Tale Innocence, uh, Last Words Beyond the Page, Gree, Gris, I don't know how to say that, it seems like there's a lot of, uh, competing theories on how to pronounce that, Hellblade's Inua Sacrifice, Before Your Eyes, um, What Remains of Edith Finch, What Comes After, Portal 2, I really just played that for Ben, my friend Ben, who passed away in 2019. But I do think there was some interesting stuff about grief. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, that Dragon Cancer, uh, Thank You, which was a documentary that came, not came with. You had to uh, rent it. I got it from U- uh, YouTube. It was like $2.99. Uh, but that's kind of a companion piece of Dragon Cancer. So I kind of reviewed that, too, because it was like a full-length documentary I watched. Uh, 1979 Revolution, Black Friday. Um, uh Spider-Man Miles Morales, um, To the Moon, uh, A Rise of Simple Story. That's the one I couldn't complete because uh, the controls fought with me and I thought it was very redundant. Uh, the Artful Escape, Guardians of the Galaxy, The Century, which was a comic. So I don't really know if that's in the running, uh, but I wanted to include it in the list. Uh, read The Century. It's a Marvel comic. You can look at my episode for that. I think I just called it The, Cent- the Century and Mental Health, something like that. Look that up. Again, I think it's interesting when... Uh, you know, something is more than a comic and tries to tackle something like mental health. A Part of Me, which is an uh, uh, iPhone game that I played a little bit ago. Um, Gotham Knights, Last Days of June, which I just reviewed, and God of War 2018, which was last week's episode. So that's uh, 20 games that I beat, 21 uh, that I played. Anyway, 
Yeah, 20 games, we'll say, because the one I didn't beat. Um, so I, I have a list of things that I've narrowed it down to, and I'll talk a little bit about each of these games as I narrowed it down. I went through the list uh, once, twice, like a really terrible Santa. Uh, not that these were naughty or nice. I think some of them just didn't say anything unique or articulate something that really touched me, and I'm the one reviewing these, obviously. So, you know, with all games, you want them to say something unique or different or have a different take or have a new mechanic. And this, I'd really just focus on the grief of the game and, like, were they saying something unique? And in my spoiler cast, if you go back and listen to those, any of those old episodes, you'll see that maybe some of those things didn't speak to me or articulate something new or unique, you know, something like that. Um, so let me just go through... Um, my list of finalists. Um, this is kind of like me mulling over the list. I went went for a walk. I thought about this for a bit. Um, last page, uh, Beyond the Words. This was a game I played early in the year. It was a recommendation from a friend. It was on Game Pass. It basically takes the idea of loss and turns it into a storybook as you are a character kind of running through the storybook. And not only that, but you're flashing back to um, like... Uh, you know, she's writing the storybook. You're flashing back and playing through this actual adventure game that she's writing the adventure to in this scrapbook adventure book. But her grandma, uh, if I remember right, yes, her grandma is sick, I believe has a stroke and it's her dealing with it. You know, she's probably 10 or 12. Uh, I don't actually remember the main character. This shows how terrible my year end of year review is, but it's a, it's a British uh, studio. I believe that made the game. Uh, what I thought was unique about this was the fact that it, um, you know, really me being an adult and thinking about grief is much different as when you're a child and how you tackle that stuff. And I think it was interesting, not only what it said about grief, but how it presented the gameplay sections of her writing in her scrapbook, coming to terms with her grandma, getting a stroke, and then it flashing to this kind of 2D uh, platformer of her trying to traverse these puzzles and how that mirrored uh you know her things of grief you were writing pages as it was going do i feel sad whatever and i think that would affect the level i saw some gameplay where some things were slightly different and i thought that was really neat i thought it was a neat way to kind of look at grief through the lens of someone a little bit younger and how they were dealing with it i thought it was a kind of a heartwarming uh, articulation of that and i thought the feelings were really genuine so even though i'm not a kid i thought wow you know you know, the, the, the voice actress did a good job. This idea of her feeling pain or feeling upset, like stuff like that. Pretty neat. So check it out. It's on Game Pass or, you know, it's I don't think it was very much. I think it was like $20 on Steam. You know, support the developer. It's a smaller developer. Um, the next game is Hellblade Tenuous Sacrifice. I did a massive uh, spoiler cast of this because there was a documentary with it. And I love the fact that not only did it tackle, I thought this really cool, like Celtic, I guess that would be the way to say it, like this old Celtic Norse. I know those are different societies, but like this kind of old system of uh, something you don't really see in games, something that ancient, like we're talking ancient, ancient, but also really focused on schizophrenia and the documentary that came along with it. I don't know if there was a title for it, but it was on YouTube. And after the game, I watched it. And the fact that they interviewed people that were in um, going to therapy for psychosis um, and schizophrenia and how they recorded some of the audio to reflect that and how the people were very open that they interviewed about how this uh, kind of, they were looking forward to playing the game and how they liked the fact how things were contextualized, how they tried to weave in um, 
like I, you know, the symptoms of psychosis, like seeing things, uh, seeing um, hallucinations, all that kind of stuff became gameplay things, which I don't think were harmful. I think they were actually reflective. Just to, you know, we always want games to kind of, or, or art in general, to ref- maybe I want when I look at art to get a different perspective. Like, I don't know what it's like. I'm a white guy. I don't know what it's like to be a minority. I want to read stories from people that are different than me, that look different and think different than I did to like, uh, you know, improve or not only that, but increase, just have a better empathy and understanding. I mean, I think I'm a pretty empathetic person, but the idea of broadening out how you look at the world, I mean, everybody should do that. I don't think it's going to hurt anybody to look at something from a different perspective. And I think Senua's Sacrifice is like, how can we take a real thing that is terrible for people turn it into a gameplay mechanics but really talk to doctors like like that kind of give and take of reflecting the real world mechanics i've seen it try to happen before with um, other games on the list which i'll bring up but i think this does a good balance of gameplay versus reflecting the real world and trying to gamify something that could be tragic and terrible but try to make People understand, again, it's about articulation. I always talk about that on my podcast. And I think this game really articulated something different about psychosis. Um, So that is definitely uh, on the list. Um, Before Your Eyes. Okay, uh, I did the spoiler cast for Before Your Eyes. And this is going to have some spoilers in it because we're doing year-end review. You know, the death of a child. uh, Wow. And I shouldn't have played this in the morning. I think the end crescendoed amazing, you know, pacing in games is difficult because if you can move the camera and especially someone who can blink and that's how you control the game, you blink, the camera changes, the scene changes, that can totally change your perspective of what you're taking in, obviously, and what you're focusing on because your eyes moving with the eye of the camera. Um, the fact that they could take that and still crescendo it in a way to to articulate the death of a child and have it hit me. So hard at 10 in the morning, a terrible mistake. I don't know when is a good time maybe to play the game, but not when I've gotten up and only had one cup of coffee, I think. But the fact that I don't know, I didn't really do any research at the time to know if anybody at the studio maybe experienced this, but like, you know, bravo. And um, I, it's, it's a gut punch of a game, but I think it is so clever in its mechanics. Again, like Senua's Sacrifice, where it takes a mechanic of like seeing something or blinking and something going away to reflect, to articulate something in the game, you know? And I think that's so clever and it crescendos in a great way and ends in a gut punch where you're just like, you know, but really I thought, wow, that all just fused together so nicely. And I I wasn't, I never felt like I was, um, even though I was being manipulated because if you blink, you'd miss it literally. um, I never felt like I was being manipulated. I just was along for the ride. And that is definitely a testament to that game and the developers, I definitely put them on the short list for whatever they're doing next. Uh, I hope they do more, get more money. I know, you know, like we talked about before, a lot of this stuff is uh, difficult, you know, to get funding for and stuff. But I I wish them success and I hope they do more. Um, The next one is that Dragon Cancer and also Thank You documentary. Um, I mean, a lot's been said about that Dragon Cancer. Um, You know, thank you. The Thank You Doc, thank you for watching, I think is what it's called. Uh, it was two ninety nine on YouTube. I think to watch the whole process of game development while your child is suffering from a brain tumor and being incredibly honest with your wife being recorded 
through that process and still trying to develop a game and being uh, Christian as well, really testing your faith and allowing that stuff to be in the documentary and not have it on the cutting room floor. In fact, one of the things that the, you know, the father said, um, you know, about, I know it seems exploitative to have this in. Our son is on hospice now. Hospice is left, so we don't have a lot of time. But if I don't keep everything, I'll forget. It'll, it'll make me feel like I forget. I mean, that is heart-wrenching. And for someone to just put that out there and say, this is what it is, the whole process of me finding out about my son's diagnosis, uh, him coming back, you know, the I think the tumor went away, but it came back. It was a long road. I think his son was only a year and a half, two years old. Not very old. I think under five is when he passed away. So that's terrible. Um, last day. Oh, sorry. Um, the uh, last day of June. Um, I just got to say, I know it's uh, Regency bias, but last day of June, the fact that you can take something again, like a mechanic, like a trophy, and it really hits me in the face and says, yeah, you couldn't stop this. You know, what did you expect? You're going through these motions to stop your wife, June, from dying, and it doesn't matter. She's going to die eventually. You have to embrace it. You know, considering that she already had a miscarriage, and my wife and I experienced that, that hit even harder. They allude to the fact that she's expecting in the game, and that hit even harder. And that was definitely a game where I think I talked about last week about having time between games and, like, reflecting. Like, I didn't play a game for, like, a week after that. I was just, like, in it. And it's a game that I wish, um, you know, I've read articles on it where they have a couple paragraphs. I wish someone could play this game, and I hate to say it, someone that was basically in the same situation as me, so at least someone that had experience with loss that could look at it a little differently than some abstract exercise. Because I think for a lot of people, grief is not abstract. And I don't want to, that sounds negative, I don't want to sound like I'm judging people that haven't experienced it, like I'm better it's just different, and I think if if you if any game, if you've experienced something, and they start talking about it in a game, a book, a movie, like you look at it completely different than someone that's like, oh, this is kind of a neat idea, you know. Uh, but if you have experience with this stuff, it really hits hard. And I think Last Day of June, you know, is based on a song. The animation I really really struck with me, you know, the kind of abstract watercolor that it was, um, and it still hit hard because I remember in my um, my early impressions in Deep Dive. I was like, well, they don't really talk. I'm sure that won't affect them. I'm sure they'll be able to hit these highs or lows or whatever. They, and they, they did. They totally nailed it. So that is a testament to, you know, what they were able to do um, and, and how they were able to still do that without characters speaking and uh, a testament to me. Um, I, the only thing I think that held it back was a little was uh, the ending was just a little bit like there's like one more puzzle I think could have just been removed where you're like, OK, we because like I've talked about this before and I talked about it during then. Whenever I get to close to completing something, I wanted to be done. And when you put another uh, gate in front of me that I have to open, like sometimes it's kind of frustrating. You know, it's like there's a pace to an ending. And for me, that pace picks up. So anyway, yeah. Um, and God of War 2018, I just talked about this last week. I mean, what can I say about this game that hasn't been said? And I said it last week. I will say again, for a AAA studio to go, hey, everybody likes God of War. But was Kratos a good person? I don't know if he was. I don't really think so. So uh, why don't we re-examine him and really just break him down and like give everybody a new Kratos? 
And on top of it, say, yeah, it's going to be about him and his son. I mean, yeah, we're going to have the act stuff and all that. Like, that's cool. But, like, what do we really focus on the relationship with him and his son? Telling a really good story to boot. Not just that moment, but anyway. Uh, all the characters that were in it, I think, is great. And, you know, they've done it again that I've played so far. I haven't finished Ragnarok, but there's still that level of quality there. So I'm looking forward to finishing that game and uh, seeing where it leads to. So... I mean, I'm not one of those people who's going to do a drum roll. Uh, I actually don't have a runner-up this year. I think maybe last day of June, I think, if I was to give a runner-up to somebody. Maybe I'll do that next year, do a runner-up. Um, but I think for my money, uh, out of all of the games, I mean, my game of the year for 2022, the one that I played that hit me the hardest, was That Dragon Cancer. Um, again, to include a documentary about this whole process of your son having brain cancer and putting it on the table and leaving so much for the audience to see and experience showing the highs and the lows, your faith, the highs and the lows, how they struggled, you know, with what it was, the heartbreaking scene at the end that they included with hospice has left. They take him off. They take the son off medication the family spends time with him and uh, the church, the local church comes through. I'm sure it was their congregation came through, prayed and sang with him while they held their child. I mean, and then to try to reflect that in a game. I mean, I was just gutted. I remember my wife came home after I watched that documentary and she's like, are you all right? And I was like, I just, I can't, I gotta, I gotta just, I have to just sit here for a bit. It was another thing where I think I didn't play another game for about a week. I just needed time to decompress after that game. And I think that, um, you know, I don't know if I would applaud the developers. I think I would just try to give them a hug and say, you know, I didn't have what you had with your son, but I have lost children and I'm sorry. And uh, I hope they're doing, I haven't really read any updates from them. I mean, I'm sure they're probably pretty quiet and just want to stay to themselves now. I hope they're both doing well. I hope the parents are doing well. They had other children. I would like to shout out their son. Uh, I want to say Henry, but that's probably wrong. But uh, when he went to the cancer wing, you know, they allowed children to put paint on their hands, stick their hand on the wall to show, like, how many kids have been there. And he was there so much, he did, I think, both his hands, both his feet, and his butt. And I think I said it in my spoiler cast, but let me just say, legend. If you can get your butt print on a wall anywhere and it's not profane, you know, like the other stuff that comes out of your butt, if you get to paint a wall with your butt, I mean... That's that's a bucket list item right there. I mean, who gets to do that? Nobody. Nobody gets to do that. He got to do it. And that's it. And he, he deserves to have his butt forever on that wall. That's what I'm going to say. Because, again, anybody that's willing to share all that, and, uh, yeah. It, it just, again, it, it was gutting. You know, my heart goes out to the, the parents. I know that's probably said a lot. It probably doesn't mean a lot for me. They will probably never listen to this. It doesn't matter. The three people listening to this will be like, wow, game of the year was really bad this year, but I will say, I hope they're doing okay, and uh, yeah, I hope you don't take this the wrong way, but your game, that Dragon Cancer won uh, the Gaming with Grief uh, uh, Game of the Year 2022. I don't have a trophy. I don't have an envelope. I don't have a letter I could send to you, but I would just say thank you so much for being so open and transparent with the process, with your grief, with the fact, uh, you know, the development process, how terrible all that was with your family, with your faith. Thank you so much to that family. Um, I hope that you all uh, are doing okay in the new year, and I wish you nothing but happiness and joy. Uh, and I think with the end of that, 
uh, with my Game of the Year announced. I think that's going to be it this week, guys. But I want to remind you that this podcast will hit my website, www.gamewithgrief.com. Uh, it'll hit there Monday morning at 7 a.m. Please go there and let me know what you think of the show. You can also go to um, gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. Write me a letter. Let me know what you think of the show, what I can do to improve. You can also subscribe to the podcast on either Apple iTunes, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and the audio of the podcast goes up day and date, uh, Monday at 7 a.m., where you can find it. And uh, what else? You can find me on Twitter at Just Little Joe. So I think after that game of the year... Uh, you know, thank you so much. And I will talk to you guys again next week. I'm back. This is Joseph Carlson. I know I said that I was done, but I felt bad. I had to go back and do a little bit of research. I want to give props to the team. I didn't remember the game. Dead Dragon Cancer was created by Ryan and Amy Green. Uh, and there was another team called Numinous Games. I did some of that in my initial impressions, but their son was named Joel. He was diagnosed with cancer at 12 months. He died, uh, I think, four years of age, five years of age. It doesn't say here. And the the documentary was called Thank You for Playing. It was also released on PBS, which I didn't know. I paid for it, but I just wanted to say that. It was the Greens who uh, told their story and their son Joel, who passed away, who was a legend. I feel bad that I did not do my research. I went back and did my research, and uh, that is the addendum to this episode. So it is the Greens. Thank you so much to the Greens for sharing their story of their son. Uh, rest in peace, Joel. And I hope the parents are doing fine. But uh, again, that is it this week, you guys. I will talk to you again next week. And no outro music because I just did that. But I will talk to you guys again next week. Bye.